Donde está el Chapo? This is the world. I'm Aaron Schachter, in for Marco Werman. The last time El Chapo Guzman was on the run, two filmmakers went looking for the fugitive drug lord. But why risk it? We didn't believe that Guzman was the most wanted man in the world at that time. And certainly in Mexico, they were not looking for him. Also, a Korean-American adoptee looks for family through a DNA test. It's loading results. Looks like I have a second or third cousin. And an immigrant from Burundi recalls his first days in America. People begging for food. I would never imagine in many years that I would go to the United States and see people begging for food or money or anything. It's all ahead right here on The World. The World is brought to you by PRI with support from Lumosity.com, brain training designed by neuroscientists that has been used by 60 million people worldwide with personalized training programs to challenge memory, attention, and problem solving. You can learn more at Lumosity.com. I'm Aaron Schachter, in for Marco Werman, and this is The World. President Obama defended the Iran nuclear deal today at a veterans conference in Pittsburgh. He told the vets that the deal is a smarter alternative to putting more American lives on the line in another Middle East war. But Obama also acknowledged one of the big unresolved issues with Tehran, the arbitrary detention of several U.S. citizens by Iranian authorities. The president vowed to keep pressing for their release. Some of the nuclear deal's critics point to other unresolved issues, like Iran's support for militant groups. That's one of the problems Saudi Arabia has with any deal with Tehran. My colleague at the BBC, Kim Gattas, has a piece in Foreign Policy on the escalating tensions between Iran and the Saudi Kingdom. Kim, why can't Iran and Saudi Arabia get along? Uh, well, I guess you'd, you'd have to ask them in a way, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a combination of rivalry for, for power and leadership of the Muslim world, not just a theological difference, also about power. And so when you combine those, those two, you have a proxy war, a cold war between those two large and powerful players in the Middle East. You know, one thing that struck me about the article you wrote in Foreign Policy is how you described the moment that, quote, unleashed Iranian power across the region. Um, that moment, of course, was when the U.S. removed Saddam Hussein from power. Do, do you think the U.S. knew that was a possibility? And how did that change everything? Well, it's always difficult to predict exactly how messing with the status quo is going to uh, change the geopolitics of, of a region. So when the U.S. decided to invade Iraq for the reasons that it did at the time, there were warnings about the fact that this would indirectly or perhaps even very directly eventually empower Iran. But many warnings about that war were ignored by decision makers in Washington. And the removal of the Sunni strongmen in Baghdad did mean that Shias in Iraq felt that they could finally um, take their real place in the country. And that, of course, brought in Iran, because Iran had been supporting and, and hosting in some cases, a lot of the Iraqi Shia opposition. Now, you talk about this power struggle between uh, I Iran and Saudi Arabia, between Shiite Islam and Sunni Islam. Um, and in many ways, it just ends up 
kind of shockingly petty. Um, there, there was a, a great little anecdote you told about uh, the the Mecca carpet spat. <laughs> Tell us about that. The Mecca carpet spat is a panicked missive from the uh, Tehran embassy to Riyadh saying that an Iranian company has put in a bid to weave a specially designed long carpet for the two holy sites of Islam in Saudi Arabia, in Mecca and Medina. And the recommendation from the embassy is that the ministry should reject that offer because this is not just a commercial endeavor by the Iranians, but it is also a way for them to get a foothold in those two holy sites of Islam. Now, is there really a problem with Iran making a carpet? I mean, is there, are they going to weave in listening devices?